Hello, hello. Recording going. Recording. YouTube, podcast, Facebook, anybody else? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Michael Gavin here, your mind mechanic. Tune to the parts of minds one at a time. So your ideas do not die in your heart, your head, or your hard drive. This is Mind Tune of Time, mindtuneoftimelive.com. You can register for the Zooms. It's where the magic happens in the chat. And uh, excited to be on here today and talk uh, a reiteration again, because uh, there's something I've found. Sometimes we can say we know things or we've heard things before. But I've had to check myself before I wreck myself in the aspect of, if I say that, am I saying that in the sense of, like, I've heard it? Or do I really like, I got that. But is there a level of I got that that can be deeper too? Because I think there's a lot that I've disregarded in the past because like I've already heard that before. I already know that. Um, But to the degree that we actually live and breathe it is a whole different thing than just understanding. I think that's why we see there's plenty of people who are very intellectual and understand certain things, but that doesn't mean they're living it. And so I've had to check myself on that a lot, where where are the things that I say I understand, but I'm not practicing or I'm not doing or I'm not living. And so the more I dig into the brain, there's so much like it's amazing. I think at any point in time, you could say, I'm good. I know enough. And then all it takes is a little bit of digging to realize, wow, there's a lot I don't know. And so something recently that I've been digging into that I, 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 you know, I don't consider myself an expert, but I think what's interesting is I think that there are things where, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not recommended uh, pills, prescriptions. I'm not diagnosing things. I'm not saying people do or do not have something. I'm typically not even telling people should or should not do anything. Uh, the basis of all the work I do is, is to encourage, inspire, motivate, give new awarenesses, observations based on my own understanding of certain things, um, and then simply my observation of others who say they have these things or experience. And so some of the things that I've never really dug into really until recently, and I guess it's the right time, is ADHD, um, being, a, I think it was an HSP, a highly sensitive person. Um, neurodivergence or neurodivergent brain types. I think Mark, you mentioned that word to me recently. Um, I know Tashina, you said I, I posted it a couple of times because there's some people I, I follow who, of course, most of the people that follow them are into that because I guess that's what they position themselves as. So lots of people know about it and, and talk about it. I posted twice the other day, and usually I delete something or reshare it or whatever a couple of times throughout the day if it's a weird time posted at four o'clock in the morning or something. Um, I get something, but this neurodivergence that I put up, I didn't get many, um, many comments and, um, I think hardly anything at all, but what's interesting as I dig in, it really helps me to understand just how distinctly different our brain types are where there can be a person with uh, symptoms or ADHD that is an introvert, an extrovert, an ambivert, some other kind of vert. Um, But what I understand is it's really helping me see where, when I talk about certain things where I uh, don't struggle and don't have any difficulties. Because I think when people hear these words, there's people who go, oh, that's a reason to not succeed, not do anything, not take any action. I guess that's why I'm a failure. And see, those are the angles that I like to shift because I don't really care to the degree what or how you're wired in regards to my belief that 
if you're an introvert, you can't succeed. Like, I don't believe that. I don't think that's a thing at all. Uh, that's far from the truth, right? Or vice versa. <laughs> Extroverts succeed, but they, oh, da, 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 da. like, it has nothing to do with that. It's simply understanding that one, we're all different in the sense of like, uh, yeah, when we drive a car, we all kind of got to drive the car a certain way. And if you drive the car because you want to be different, you're likely to get hurt, killed, or hurt somebody else or something bad, right? There, there's certain rules in place that if you want to drive your car crazy, then you know, do spins and circles and all this stuff and quote unquote disobey the rules. There's, there's very bad consequences. And so by and large, we all have to do the same thing and follow the same rules, right? In busy intersections, there's, there's stoplights and stop signs and everything because if everybody just decided, I'll just drive 80 miles an hour through this uh, local you know, subdivision, like there'd be problems. The thing is, is that I think when it comes to running a business, uh, being an entrepreneur, being self-employed, um, really understanding your human vehicle is, it's, it's everything. And then to the degree that, um, you know, it's fascinating, uh, something I've been noticing, and I'm not going to get deep into this because I don't, I, I am even less of an expert or feel like I, I, I have any room to speak on this, but it's something I've observed just on a very, very surface level. And again, I don't like to speak about things that I'm like completely ignorant about and just start, we see there's plenty of problems on the internet with people being taken out of context, but I'm not too worried about that with me. I know where I'm coming from, but it is what it is. Anyways, where people say she, him, they, their, you know, um, different pronouns, on their profiles. Okay, great. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm not here to judge that or anything. But it's an observation that what's interesting that we don't see is trainers and course creators and people who run programs or doing certain online things and we start following them and we resonate. What we don't see is, do they identify as introvert, extrovert, ambivert? Um, And is that everything? No, not necessarily, right? If, if you're an introvert right now, I'd love to see in the chat people who try to draw a hard and fast line, either introvert or extrovert, or like 100% you have a heavy blend of both. Because unlike vehicles, like true cars, where you know there are true electric only, gas only, and hybrids, we are all hybrids, all of us. But we're gonna have a lot of us not be true hybrids where like we can literally split energies and be like super talkative, energetic, like everything that an extroverted person would be and love it, love every minute of it while flip gears and go for a week and not interact with the soul and just be on the computer and spreadsheets and doing that. Like there are people that are like that. And then there are people who I would say like me, I can do those things, but I can't go very long. Like it, it just, I like alone time. Like I like alone time, but I don't like things that are typically alone in the sense of isolation when creating as in spreadsheets and documents and, and the computer and typing things and messaging people via text and messenger and text message and direct messages. And like most of my interactions are auditory. Um, and that's where I flow. I'm in the zone. I'm energized. And if I spend too much time in very task orientation, 
um, systems, structures. I recognize the again the power of systems and structures, but me creating them, me sitting down for days, weeks, or months on end, just plotting out something, and all, it's like again I see the value. But to show up consistently and do that on a regular basis, just like I just assume never have to do it. Like there's no real, I can do it for periods of time because I know there's an outcome, but I'm going to trade it off. Right. And some people it's like, they don't want to trade either one. They love the, the people the interaction and the calls. And then they love doing those things. And other people like me by and large, I love the people things, but not all those tasks things. There's other people who'd rather not interact with people and just be on the task. So the problem is, is the internet has created a facade where, quite frankly, unless you're really highly skilled, you can't tell that if someone is actually extremely, extremely, extremely introverted and you've done zero studying of human behavior or people, the likelihood that some people on the internet that are on you know, Instagram or whatever doing certain things that you wouldn't assume that they identify as an extrovert. Um, because if you haven't learned anything about any of that, then some of the things in the way people appear and the practice that they've had, the ability to be on camera, there can be people who identify by and large as an extreme introvert and do what I'm doing right now on Zoom. 100%, 100%. Now, it, it's fascinating to me because through the years, what I have found is that people who are not coaches and are actually primarily introverted and rather not have to connect or interact or talk to people love these online businesses and love building these online programs and these courses and these things because repetitive tasks are saying the same thing. Like for me, on certain levels, I could have the same question asked. Oh, I mean, granted, if it was literally word for word verbatim over and over again from every person who got on here, I might find myself, you know, uh, you know, if every every call, if there were 10 people on every call and I said, you got any questions? And every one of you verbatim wrote out the same sentence and that happened week after week and it was the only sentence ever asked. I might be like, okay, well, I don't know if this is really worth my time or not, uh, you know, because I, I, there's no variety. It's so repetitive. But for me, any variations, like what I find is, is a lot of people when they're creating courses, because I, well, I don't want to answer this question over and over again. What I love is, is that there's something special when you get to interact with someone, right? And so what I find when I work one-on-one with people is that, or, you know, one-on-one in a group, regardless, that I get to hear someone specifically talk about their situation and their difficulties, Sure, at the base level, there could be certain patterns and and things that are similar, but to really get to get into somebody and help them understand themselves on a deeper level and where they feel broken or lost or confused to help them recognize, well, you're learning from people and trying to model something that is likely to never work for you. It doesn't mean that they're malice, ill-intended, malicious, uh, you know, trying to take advantage of you, manipulate, there's no negative anything. They're just simply teaching something that they're excited about that's helped them, it's helped other people. But what, what is unknown in the selling of that thing is that it's for monkeys, right? Or it's for whatever. And, and typically some of these things we can take, 
right? So an introvert can learn from an extrovert. An extrovert can learn from an introvert. An extrovert and introvert can learn from ambivert. Like we can all learn from each other. There's not that we cannot learn from each other and that, oh, if I'm an introvert, I should only learn from introverts. If I'm an extrovert, I should only learn from extroverts. There's nothing I can gain from anybody else. That is not what I'm saying either. But what I'm saying is that sometimes there are things out there that you're trying to build a business being taught by someone who is a monkey who is convinced a fish that there's all these wonderful things you can do. And you as the fish with no awareness, like that sounds great. That's amazing. That would be so great to do. Like it, it makes logical sense. And then you keep trying and trying and trying and trying and trying. And every day you're trying and trying and you just feel crazy. And then a lot of them don't have any awareness. So they're just making you feel crazy. Well, it's your fault. My program's amazing. I've seen these kind of things happen. Like zero understanding on either party. I've been one of these people, 100% zero awareness. Hey, you want me to help you? You know, when it was, I did a lot of weddings in my video production company and primarily helped those types of people. Um, only, you know, if somebody said they wanted to get more weddings, I'd, I'd help them with what I knew on how to get more weddings. Now it always will start with a question. If you didn't need money, would you do weddings? I hate weddings. Okay, well, I'm not going to help you do anything to figure out how you can get more weddings or even help you believe you can get more weddings. Because the likelihood is if you hate them and don't want to do them, you will not do well. And every strategy and tactic and course and program that you buy to do weddings, right? Weddings could be the easiest thing you do if you want to do them. And they could be the hardest thing you want to do if it's something you don't want to do. All that is true for Two different sets of people. Person who doesn't want to shoot weddings but believes that weddings are the easiest thing to do will lose nine times out of 10. A person who really wants to do weddings, it is one of the easiest things to do. So there's things out there where people um, make things sound easy. If you just follow my program, you follow this step-by-step, you do this, and in 60 days, this is going to happen. And then so many people, for one reason or another, get to the end of those 60 days and they're not having the success promised. And then they're seeing people, especially if it's in group programs, they're seeing people who are succeeding. So now all of a sudden, those are the superstars that are taken as the shining, glowing examples of the people who are winning, right? So they got tons of testimonials because if you sell something at bulk, if I had a thousand people buy something and my things, it all worth anything of decency, and, and, and can, you know, teach and train somebody. And I had a thousand people buy something. I'm going to be able to get 20, 30, 50, a hundred people out of the thousand to get results probably. And, and be just glowing success stories. But then there still could be eight or 900 people who don't move the needle at all. But they sure the heck believe they bought the right thing for them that was going to transform their life. Now, does that mean that everybody who I help or talk to or interact with it automatically in five seconds, their life is dramatically changed and everything is amazing? No, not necessarily. But for me, what I find is, is that some people that can happen one conversation, one time in 25 minutes and other times before that click happens, that click moment that hit is six months. I don't really always know exactly when that's going to happen. I don't think any of us, we've all made decisions at some point in time where we're sick and tired of being sick and tired and we make a big shift. Why did you make it today versus yesterday? Or why will you make it three months from now and not today? What happens in your life that puts you over the edge that makes it enough is enough is enough, right? Uh, 
This is Julie saying about 16personalities.com is Meyer Briggs test. It helps me understand myself a lot. Last time I took 80, 88% introvert. Right. And so like I work with Julia and Julia chime in whatever you want to say here, but like only now because of my awareness, would I treat a Julia different than somebody her opposite? Because I've come to understand that people are different, right? So 88% introvert, I'm like 88% extrovert. And so we're literally from that perspective, completely different. I believe that she finds value in my help and my support. And she's on this call again, and we've been working together, right? That's, that's my belief. But what I've changed is that idea that I'm not, I don't care what you or anyone else does, but I care what you do. And so what I found through the years is there's a lot of ego out there, right? So a lot of people selling things where their thing is great, but the element that's not there is explaining this is probably better built for people like this. And if you're like this, this is probably better for you. And so some businesses that people are choosing, right? Any service-based business. Now there are, let's just use wedding videography again, um, or photography or anything like that in regards to where you're going to show up and film something. There's plenty of introverts succeeding at it um, and extroverts, but there's certain ways that an introvert's going to build that business versus an extrovert. And I see it done. I got a survey I ran right now. I had about 21 people fill it out. And what's interesting currently is about 20%. Uh, so 80% are identifying as extrovert or uh, high blend of both. And 20% are identifying as introvert only. And out of that, I think four or five of them, they're generating between uh, 50 to $110,000 a year. Um, and I had an option that was like zero to 30 or something or zero to 50. Um, so these introverts are still generating, you know, 50, 60, 70, a hundred thousand dollars a year. It's not that that has nothing to do with it, but the way they're going to, but I don't think any of them, the ones who were the majority of ones above a hundred were extrovert and high blend of both, which means you also have introversion, but here's what happens is that tasks that an extroverted person is great at if they're only extroverted primarily are going to be tasks that an introverted only person is likely not that great at and vice versa introverted person only is going to have things that they're good at that an extroverted person isn't now can we adapt and blend over time sure but what i found is is that I have had things where I recognize that over the last 18 years, because more and more every day I have higher and higher levels of awareness. That's something I'm always seeking because the more awareness I have on certain levels, you know, the less stressed, worried, or anxious or anything I ever am, because it just, there's this great sense of peace, which we talked a lot about last week. There's just a great sense of peace because the more I understand the differences in myself and others, there's just so much compassion and empathy for myself and for other people and where they're at and helping them recognize, you know, where they're at in relationship to all this. And that sometimes, yes, potentially you've been learning from somebody who the information's great, but without hyper adaptation to who you are and how you're wired, it's going to be an uphill battle getting it to work for you. Um, and I, I just go, there's so many things that life's going to already throw curveballs and things at you. So if there's certain things we can learn about ourselves and go, yeah, I could become better at it, but likely it'll be swimming upstream forever, even if I figure out how to do it and I get good at it. 
it's still not going to be something that gives me great fulfillment and and I have fun and, and feel good about. And so unless you're that hybrid who truly can oscillate between both, which can be a blessing and a curse, I've seen people who on those levels burn out because they never get help because they can do it all and they like to do it all. But there could be times they need help and they won't get it. And where do I get the help? And then the people on the other ends of the spectrum, what I found for me is that, um, you know, in business at times, depending on what I want to build, there are tasks and details and structures and things that would be really helpful. And sometimes, sure, I can build it once and never have to mess with it again. Um, But to the degree that I'm going to have something where there's a regularity of something in there that isn't in my zone of genius or my what I'm calling flow zone, then what happens is if there's no end in sight, if there's no light at the end of the tunnel, I won't do it. Uh, I'll give up. That's the biggest thing. I'll stop. Uh, because what I found even recently that I've been doing um, with some of the things with delegating things off, I'm spending too much time in, in a part of my brain that, yes, sure, is maybe underdeveloped and not but like, it's been the same pattern for a decade. And when I observe other people, some overcome it, but the overcoming it is what we talked about before the who, not how it's just like who to do it. Right. Rather than spending, right. A who can do something for you. That's ready and rock and roll their sweet spot. Like now versus you becoming the who might take you a decade. And I always root back to if I didn't need money, would I want to learn this? Would I spend the time learning it? Would I want to get better at it? Or am I only getting better at it because I want the outcome of it, but I see no other way than me getting better at it, but I don't want to do it. And some people would say, suck it up, buttercup. It's like, yeah, but at least in my observation, to suck it up, buttercup is like, it's such a short-term thing because if it's something, let's just say, that would take you 18 months to, to be efficient and effective at, and you keep stopping and start, you work on it for like a month and you're like, I don't like this anymore. And then two years later, you come back and you go for a couple, like you never really, I've talked about building bridges. You know, the problem is, is that so many times we're wanting to get to the other side. If there's no way to get to the other side of something, but building a bridge, we have our current knowing of how to build a bridge. And although we should develop and learn and evolve and learn new skills, I get all that. That's important. But sometimes the, the goal is just to get to the other side and we spend 10 years and never have gotten to the other side because every time we get close, somebody tells us we're wrong or it's not right or you shouldn't do it that way or that way doesn't work. And so we just change direction over and over and over again. And so for me, like the older I get, the more I recognize there's certain things that I can figure out. I already know how to do. I can do. They're simple. It's easy to do, but that when I do it and spend too much time doing it, it just drains me. I can't explain why, right? But it does. And so I can hack my way till I'm blue in the face, figuring out how to prevent it from draining me or go, can we break the the, the way and the rules, right? This is back to full circle of what I mentioned. Like, yeah, when you're driving down the road on any normal road, it's not a good idea to decide I don't want to pay attention to the rules, stoplights, speed limits or anything else. I'm just going to drive erratically, right? But a lot of our life, we can break the rules. There are rules that are created by people, whoever these people are. There are people like me and you sometimes who decide this is the way you should write copy and do this and make videos and edit videos and run your camera. And this is how a camera works. But when I look at like 
here's how I explain to somebody how to get exposure. Like on an, on the most basic level, I could have a person who's never run a camera and have them help me within 20 minutes. Like they don't know how to exposure. I say, here's the thing. Here's the three places that you can adjust exposure. When you look outside of this lens, or this LCD, you see what it looks like? Now, when we switch, and I'll switch the settings back and forth, I'll say, you see how this does different things to the color, to the brightness? See how it's really dark now? It doesn't look like that with your naked eye. So let's get it back. We want to get it as much to look like the naked eye. And there was only a few settings that did that. Now, there were people 100,000 times more educated that could explain that in a much more sophisticated way of the aperture and the shutter and the ISO and don't do this shutter speed at this ratio to the aperture and don't do this aperture and ratio to the ISO and don't go above 800 ISO and da 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 and this color temperature you should never do above 3700. Like I understand those things because I was around it for a decade. But what's fascinating to me is that only because I was around it for a decade and heard these things do I know of it. Now, I still, what I just explained there are only random things I heard. Like, I remember hearing over and over again, don't go above 800 ISO. Your shutter speed needs to be at 1 50th of a second. Now, in the early days, I didn't even know those things. But I remember that I was doing all these things, and I was definitely going way above the ISO. I'd have it at 6,400 ISO. I'd have the shutter at 1 4,000th of a second, right? I'd have the aperture at F8. 18. Like I do all these things. Now those main settings, I understood on a little bit more depth level than that. But by and large, I didn't follow any rules. If I knew I wanted the background blurred out, I knew how to do that. If I wanted the background in focus, I knew how to do that. But there were a million settings in the camera that by and large didn't matter right? They just didn't matter. And it made no difference to anything. If I'm running around, I need the record button, the shutter, the ISO, the white balance. And overall, that's probably about it, right? Shutter speed, aperture, ISO, record button. I need to know where the focus is, right? White balance. But there was a million other settings in this camera that I didn't know how they worked. I didn't know what they did. I didn't know all the technicalities of what you should and shouldn't do with the show. Like, and I saw these things and I could show people a video and they'd be, oh, it looks great. It's amazing. I'm like, somebody who would be saying things about you shouldn't do the aperture above this or the ISO, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, that was at 6,400 ISO. Really? Well, I didn't, I didn't think you could do that. Well, the camera goes above it. Yeah, I know, but I've been told that you should... And there's so many times that there's these rules that are creating for posting on social media, uploading videos, editing videos, creating content, writing, headlines, copywriting, email marketing, uh, all these different things that there are people out there who say, this is the way to do it. Send out an email at Monday at 9 a.m., Wednesday at 9 a.m., and Friday at 9 a.m. And they're going to sell you a template of, here, here's my roadmap. Here's my blueprint on email marketing, on course creation. On, and, and although, you know, Gina, you're on here right now, like I get there's basics and there's fundamentals. And depending, again, this is something I recognize, depending on how you're wired, that may work for you better than what I'm saying. I try to have a level of awareness that this whole topic is to understand yourself Understand who you're learning from, 
and understand that depending on what you're trying to do with who you're learning from, right? For me, I can help a lot of different types of people because I'm not telling people what they should or shouldn't do. Most of the people who have huge success from interacting with me, what they go and do, I didn't, I, what did you do? Okay, I, that's a great idea. No, I wouldn't even thought of that, right? I didn't know how to do that because what I found out is the how to do things, either people already know or once they're clear on what they want to do, they'll figure out how to do it. The problem is, is when people are stuck and they don't really know what path they want to go down or exactly what they want to do, or you're, you're an introvert trying to build a hyper extroverted business and you're just having nothing but massive resistance and frustration and all these irritations. I'm like, well, that probably, why don't we think about this a little differently? And then you shift perspective and all of a sudden, boom, right? It just explodes for you. And so it's very fascinating to me to study the brain on a deeper level than I've ever uh, studied before. Um, and, you know, I've been taking certain assessments for years, but what I found is a lot of assessments really uh, stop at uh, just like very, very surface level things. And that's fine. Uh, but to the degree I want to help people, I want some more depth, but then it's like, it's taking the depth and then making it simple. Right. Because like, I'm like the caveman teacher. I'm like the caveman coach. <laughs> I've never said that before, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I'm a simple guy who's really and truly in the big picture of my career of any kind of success I've had. The greatest success I've had is actually through elimination and simplification. Like whenever I had things complicated, I was frustrated, irritated, you know, stressed out, worried. It drove me crazy. It was paralysis by analysis. And the more I've been able to simplify, um, you know, and, and not, if I complicate things, I don't take action. And so there's a lot of things out there that either make things sound super complicated, create a bunch of rules that it's all made up. And we've got to think, are the rules there because we're going to crash if we don't follow them? Or are the rules there where, you know, effectively, uh, somebody just made them up because making that rule up made it easier for them. And so when they taught it, like there's things that I know about myself that some people will be able to resonate and do exactly like me and it'll work. But if I act like this is the way and this is the only way to do something and then people really like me and resonate with things I'm saying, but we have no awareness of how we're wired or yada, yada, yada. Like all of a sudden you, you like, trust me and I'm telling you to do this thing. And I'm so convinced that it works for everybody this exact way. Do it. You know, I brought this up before, like morning routines and evening routines. And it's like, you know, you got to look at those things as like, there is never, ever going to be, this works for everybody. Go to bed at this time, eat this exact thing. I mean, heck, there's things you, you see people that, oh yeah, you need to do a celery cleanse. And then like, there's people who have all sorts of issues with that. Then there's people who are like, oh my God, it's the greatest thing that ever happened. Clean like this, da, 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 this happened. My headaches went away. But like, all you have to do is, is I mean, no matter what you're wanting to do, like, just go on Amazon, type in your subject matter, go find a book on it, YouTube as well, the dislikes have gone away, but like, just read the comments. Very rarely will you find anything on any topic, no matter who it is, where there, if there's a volume, you can have it in the, in the, in the low hundreds even still, but if somebody has hundreds of thousands 
or millions of views on something, tens of thousands of sales and thousands of reviews on something, there will always be somebody that for one reason or another, they give it a bad rating. They talk smack on it. They don't like it. It didn't work for them. Even if some people just want to find things that don't, you know, just I, I, all these people, it didn't work the way I thought it was because it can create expectation as well. If I, if I go look on Amazon, I want to buy a certain something. I'm like, oh, that seems like a good one. It's got 5,000, you know, reviews and I'm, I'm reading through. I'm like, well, there's more positive than negative ones. And then all of a sudden I get it though. And my expectation, I'm like, man, everybody loved this thing. And this is what it's supposed to do. And then I did it and it doesn't do exactly what I wanted to do or better. I might be like, this thing sucks. What the heck are all these people saying? Because there's, there's never going to be this one size fits all. And it's why I'm so obsessed with, as I move forward with the work that I do, showing up and sharing in a way that just brings a high level of awareness to people to think twice about who they're learning from and how they're learning and what they're trying to do. And if there's a lot of resistance and a lot of struggle, what's going on there? And is it because you're, you're, you're attempting to row upstream, right? Just that idea that like, I think there's these metaphors in life where they're very logical that if you were in a river and you were, there was a downstream current that if you turned around and tried to go upstream, it'd be more difficult. You, you wouldn't have to think about that very much to go, oh, that, that's what happened, right? You wouldn't have to think, oh, my car's gas car, don't plug a power cable and see if it'll charge, right? There's things that are just, you just get it. Um, but I think that we spend so much time, I mean, whatever it is, I mean, even whether it's learning about whatever you're doing, right? Uh, you can learn about marketing and learn about YouTube and uploading videos, editing videos, photography, editing photos. We spend time scrolling aimlessly. I mean, right here, I mean, still uh, for sure at times, you know, but the one thing that doesn't come with a specific like manual is yourself. And at times we spend very little time. We learn about everybody else. We're observing everybody else. Um, but how much time are we spending to have awareness about ourselves? You know, Tashina, you know, just chime in for you a second. You know, that, that aspect that you, you know, so hardcore. It's like uh, gregarious. Was it gregarious? I'm always forgetting your one term. I should know it because you've said it plenty of times. Uh, you know, the self-proclaimed gregarious uh, extrovert. You know, and so there's this aspect where, you know, Tashina is a coach and she's very self-proclaimed how she's wired, who she is, how she's going to show up. She's going to be more dumb, you know, these different things. Um, but then there's a lot where I found through the years, because now I'm becoming aware of it. There's so much blurred lines. Like I brought up the, she, them, they, you know, the pronouns and things on profiles, but yet we never know who we're really learning from and, and how they're wired. And then they're saying to do certain things and this works this way. And then they say with such certainty and such conviction that this works for everybody. I want you to think about something for one second the next time you hear that something works. And I have to, you know, I want to bring awareness to myself because I have to watch when I say things like everybody, everyone, everything, every time, all the time, right? These words that are very uh, black and white, definitive, right? Everybody does this. This works for everybody. This works for everything, right? Everyone. It'll never happen to you, Right? Now, what happens the more that I study and observe certain things is because it's great to say, like in a lot of pick people who are selling through advertising and things online, 
if they can hit the result that somebody wants, time freedom, financial freedom, right? Do whatever you want, whenever you want. Passive income works for everybody, right? And they say these things, they don't, they don't want to identify, oh, let's only sell this to extroverts, right? This doesn't work for this type of person, right? Oh, we're alienating the whole populace. Why, why would we want to do that? We want to be able to sell to everybody who has a pulse. doesn't really matter their age, their demographic, their religion, their race, their this, their that. Let's just sell to every single soul on earth. And, and even for me, as I've done certain things like that, I want to continue to recognize where are my strengths? Where do I have somebody? I used to do this in video. Where is the area where I'm like, I don't do that. I can't help you. I don't have the answer to that. You need to go somewhere else because I think there can be this, well, there's a warm body in front of us and I have some, you know, I can figure it out. And, and I think that at times there's a, a time and a place to figure out there's new things you're excited about, you're learning and you're growing and you're going to get better at it. And you're going to, you're not going to teach expert level uh, when you're the beginner, but you can teach the beginner. Like there's things that we can do, but if we're going to grow in it, but if it's like, I hate doing this, but a warm body's in front of me and I'm going to do it because there's a warm body in front of me that I can get paid. And I know how to do this thing that I hate, that I don't want to do that. I'm going to complain about, but there's a warm body in front of me and they're going to pay me money. So I'll take it anyways. I've been there. I don't know if any of you are running your own businesses or doing things where you've, you've gotten to a place where you know things you really are good at or want to get better at or that you really love. And then the other side of things, there's things that you know that you might not be good at and don't want to get good at, or you know how to do, but you don't like doing and don't want to do, and it's no fun. And so you have a business that maybe has some work and clients that you're thrilled about and some work and clients that you're not thrilled about at all. And so my thing is, is like getting to that place where you recognize and have the you know, tenacity, the, the confidence, the conviction, the certainty, the belief in abundance that when you know there's something that you don't want to do and you don't like and you're not good at or you don't know, that you can accept that, say that, and be willing to tell a person in front of you that and give them to somebody who will better serve them than you. Somebody who, that's their sweet spot. That's what they love. That's what they want to do. And, um, you know, so it's the same thing with me when I, I just said what I said here in regards to coaching. It's more and more like I'm not for everybody with a pulse. There's so much I don't know. and There's so much I can't help. And I think the more uh, diversity that there is out in the marketplace, there's so much opportunity. And I do think that we are, we are on certain levels um, getting narrow, narrow, but any one business, depending on what you're selling something for. I mean, if you're selling something for, you know, a, a penny and there were only, you know, uh, 80,000 people available to, to, to buy this thing for a penny. Um, and you're never going to get probably honestly more than, you know, 10, 20, 30, maybe 50% market share of something, uh, you know, um, and other people have market share as well. And then no one's going to sell a hundred percent of the people unless it's a life or death thing that you, one must have. Um, but like, you know, even as I say this to all of you, there's that idea of like, yeah, it doesn't mean I need to only talk to a, a male who's 45 years old, who's, you know, uh, got a wife and three kids who is going to film weddings. Like that, that, that's that like niche down, be super focused, like male who's 45 with a wife and three kids who films weddings. Like that's like a super narrow demographic of human beings, right? Not really necessary. Um, but to the degree that we're just going to talk about fitness, right? That's it. Fitness. I just talk about fitness for anybody with a pulse, no matter your age, your color, your race, your height, your how long, your nothing, nothing. It doesn't matter. I just fitness. 
right? There was a time and a place where people got away with that because there was, you know, the few people and they were on TV that you could pick from. But now with the, the day and age of the internet, like we have, the, the world is our oyster and we can get in front of everybody. But I think that now that you already have the people who are huge. If you are literally, I mean, it's not that you can't. I mean, this is not a limiting thought, I don't believe. <laughs> but like in any given category, there are already people who are really well-known who cover the whole category. They're like super generic, super generalized and speak to anybody with a pulse. And I go, it, you don't, it's not that you can't be that broad, but like when I think of what I'm doing, like I had a little bit of a variety of people that came in when I was doing stuff with the company that some of you know, I think actually uh, maybe all but one right now in, in all honesty, which is fascinating to me. Um, if you're willing to leave a comment, there's one, two, three, four, at least four or five of you that came from something called Samcart. And there's one of you, I 100% know, Mark, <laughs> you didn't, um, and one's a caller. But did uh, Serena, Marty, Tashina, and I think Julia's off here now, and Carolyn, y'all come from Samcart? I know Tashina did. Um, and then on some level, so Tashina, I know you, but you can say yes or not. Uh, Carolyn, I'm pretty sure you would identify as this. So I just, Marty and Serena, I don't know where you came from. If, you, if you're still listening, I'm calling you out and you can type. But like, um, what's fascinating is to some degree, I was on a call for the Sam Cart company and I would run polls. And in those polls, there was a variety pack of different people, different industries, different types of companies, different people trying to sell different things. But yet what's interesting is the people who came over and followed were primarily the coaches because this is where my message matched a certain person, right? The message matched a certain person. So what I spoke about, what I talk good, bad, ugly, and indifferent about resonated the most with the coaches. And then the other sector of people I get a lot are people in video production. Um, and so it's fascinating to me because, um, those are the like primary people. I have a video background, right? It's no coincidence that primarily videographers specifically, usually one layer, potentially photographers are the primary demographic at times of people like, you know, photographer would be small amount. Then there's the videographer, right? But the, the film's. Uh, not uh, movie filmmakers, not people who are wanting to be directors and, and film movies, but rather people who, you know, um, film weddings and dance recitals, graduations, church services, commercials, music videos, uh, corporate work, uh, nonprofits, all these things where you're coming in and you're making kind of promotional films uh, for these people to help promote their, their business or their organization. Um, and so, you know, that was 16 years of my life. And then I've been dabbling and now doing, I've dabbling since a decade plus, but doing full time, you know, coaching for two, three, four years now. And so, you know, what I speak about, those two sectors of people come to me more than anybody. It doesn't mean that, you know, somebody who wants to get into real estate doesn't resonate with things I say, but by and large, like uh, 
there's a lot that I'm going to talk about that they probably don't resonate with. So I don't need to market to realtors, Amazon, you know, uh, e-commerce people. Like there's so many things. It's like, if, if I'm trying to apply and motivate and inspire everybody, then there are people who already have been in the market for 30 years that talk to everybody and that's hard to compete with them. But layering it down to an area that I feel extremely confident. Now, all of a sudden, there's hardly anybody. I mean, when I take it into coaches, there's a lot of people helping coaches. Now, my specific background, my unique way of spinning things, like I get it. Um, So coaches are a lot more people help coaches, but like videographers, like motivating, inspiring videographers, not a lot, not a lot specifically in the category I am. And there's still YouTube channels and things for just for wedding videographers is a hundred thousand people. So I can forget sometimes because we think, oh, there's not enough people, right? So we want to go so broad, but the broader we get, the less, the less we, we resonate because we're trying, you know, there are people now who are speaking to a female who's 30 to 40 years old, right? So if they find that person, at times, would you rather, if the thing you're wanting to learn about, would you rather learn from the person who's like a lot like you or somebody who's nothing like you? And believe me, I'm all for learning from new people, 100%. Nothing wrong with it. It's good to go outside your comfort zone. So I want to chime that in. It's good to go outside your comfort zone. But I do think that at times through the years, it has been super potent and powerful for to have that aspect and understand when I'm learning from people who are nothing like me, what am I wanting to gain? So it's expectations. Then when I'm learning from people like me, what am I wanting to gain in expectations? And blending the two together is the most powerful, potent thing we can do versus I'm learning from monkeys and they're telling me things that only monkeys can do. And they have no awareness that I'm not a monkey. I have no awareness that I can't do what the monkey does. And I just keep being like, wow, I feel like a moron every day because they say it's really easy. You can do it. Da, 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 blah, 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 blah. So anyways, um, that's that on that. I want to, I want to kick into, uh, the second half of this, which if you happen to be catching the stream or you're catching the podcast or YouTube, um, people who are coaching clients or happen to be registered on the zoom at this stage. The recording of this one, I get to stay on Zoom, and then I'll coach. I'll either continue on sometimes with what I'm already doing, uh, and then also do some coaching. But I typically only do the coaching on that half if you're on the Zoom with the people uh, who are, are paid clients. But uh, appreciate you all today. Don't leave for those of you on Zoom. Just gonna stop the recording and, and restart. But uh, you can go to mindtuneuptimelive.com, register for the Zoom, and um, be able to continue the conversation. So. I appreciate y'all being here on Facebook or podcast or YouTube, and uh, I will see you next week. Mind Tune Up Time, Tuesday, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time every Tuesday. I think this is like the, what did I say, like 30 or 40th week um, that I've been doing this. I have to relook at it. I can't remember, but I've been like, uh, been doing these consistently for a while and having a blast. So appreciate y'all being here and rock and roll. <laughs>